Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 176. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. And Mad Cat. Hello, hello. And of course, we have the dumbass himself. Hey, Candelabra Boy. Why don't we replace those candles on your hand with something longer and I'll show you how to have some fun. <laughs> no thickness there. <laughs> and of course, Ian is uh, didn't make it tonight. He's off celebrating the ability to hunt eggs. Which, quite frankly, I don't know why we celebrate that. We all can do it. Walk through a chicken coop in the morning. <laughs> it is very interesting that way. Yes. Been there, done that. Hmm. All right. How's everybody doing this week? Eh. Pretty good. Eh. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 50. <laughs> well, okay, good. Have a cold. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I hang out with you guys to feel good about my life. Oh, burn. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh well well that being said we should probably masturbate then <laughs> yeehaw the amateur skeptics present Ian's masturbation moment brought to you by the dumbass media empire the dumbass media empire bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves <laughs> so, three unexpected good side effects of masturbation. Actually, two only two of those are good. Uh, that is true. Okay, so so what are the three that they're trying to lay out here? They're looking at stress and pain relief. Okay. Disease prevention. Now, okay, explain disease prevention. Well, they they say that it actually has positive health benefits associated with masturbation for both men and women. Uh, for example, la morgis, morgis, whatever that is, masturbation can help to prevent prostate cancer okay. by allowing men to safely get rid of toxins and natural buildup in their urogenital tract. La morgis uh, is uh, some <laughs> is a doctor here apparently, mm -hmm. or something. Let's see who's. Oh no, uh, yeah, Doctor Sandra La Morgis, PhD. Okay. Yeah, it clears out the tracts, and it uh, allows to decrease toxin levels in the body okay. for a risk of prostate cancer. Yeah, so the, the idea, and the other thing I had, so this they were saying the effects is for men that masturbate more than five times, or ejaculate more than five times in a week. And, and I read that, so here we go. Yeah, and, more than five times, over five times in a week. Um, this, I also read on some, some of the linked articles that... Um, that the other thing that it does is that they that they were able to show that for for men who masturbated more, that more sperm more sperm was uh, ma was maintained in the fallopian tubes. So if we're getting pregnant, it's definitely seems to be an advantage as well. So it makes it so that uh, everything works a lot better. So the idea is that you know that you get rid of the dead swimmers, or you know, the ones that aren't swimming, so you have you know better swimmers. Oh, yeah. that would be uh, that sounds very uh, reasonable. Um, because understandable, yeah. So, uh, so after they're produced, then they're then uh, aren't the sperm held in the? Um, they're not held in the testicles. They're they're in the epididymis. Epididymis. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so they they eventually die there. And so if yeah. so if those aren't re refreshed, you end up with just a bunch of dead sperm sitting in there. Yeah, you get your slow swimmers. Right. Yep. Yeah. The 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 between the uh, between the sperm in the testicles and the sperm in the epididymis there is a vast difference i'm sorry vast difference <laughs> i thought I, vast. <laughs> I thought they were held in the prostate as well is, is it in the prostate part of that whole process as well i don't know okay i nobody nobody actually knows what the prostate well no actually the the uh, the sole function of the prostate in the male body is to get cancer ah not from prostate <laughs> orgasms I no. thought it was to create the sperm as well, or was that? No, no, that's the testicles that create that. Yeah, that's the sperm is, is created in the testicles. Okay. Yep. It's been a long time since I've gone through those studies. So here's the part that that I 
totally think is bogus is this pathway to addiction is completely I think we bogus. covered this before. Yeah. I think we've yeah. co- I think we've covered this yeah. multiple times. This I, this whole idea of orgasm addiction and stuff like that is ridiculous. And so on this, but the nice thing is, is that there's a link to this uh, masturbation myths uh, debunked down at the bottom, and mm-hmm. it does specifically talk about how when it, if people are over masturbating. That it's usually um, it's usually because of another problem, depression or something like that. It's not necessarily an it's not an addiction to orgasm, like that. What like this um, like this piece here is trying to um, insinuate that it that it is other problems. You know, it's probably self medicating for other problems. Exactly. That's exactly. And so this this whole piece down here at the bottom is just totally fallacious. That they're completely misrepresenting the research. So whoever this Wagner person is, um, well, I mean, yeah, there, there there is a widespread myth about uh, about that though, and I think it's a lot to do with our um, Victorian ideas about sex and masturbation. Right, but the problem yeah. here is Wagner is a professional. It's, it gives her yeah. credentials somewhere in here, and, the, and she's propagating article, this myth. The whole article is pretty fallacy, except for the parts about the cervix. Well, I, well, it I doesn't do, say that. that this woman, uh, we're talking about the woman that I mentioned earlier, right? It said she's a PhD, not an MD. Yeah. So, uh, so, but a PhD but in what? Doesn't say. Oh well, that see, that's even worse. <laughs> this article's trash. She, she apparently wrote a book. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think the part about stress, the part about stress relief, and uh, uh, the part about, uh, um, you know, like. Uh, be having benefits for your uh, prostate and stuff. I, I think those are fairly well supported. I think the pain relief too is fairly well supported because of the release of endorphins and stuff like that. Yes. So it is. I so yeah, so while I and but here's the thing is that we've covered <clears throat> this with much better research in in a, in a much better way. And then, but it's then, just the last part there that uh, Yeah. And so I, I don't know. Maybe so maybe she's got a PhD in, you know, historical studies. I mean, so I, I don't know what her PhD is, but they they touted her as professional. Well, the only, only thing needs to be, well. all you need to be professional is be paid for something. Well, okay. Well, fair enough. Oh no, a licensed professional counselor. Oh no, okay. D. Yeah, D. Wagner is a licensed professional counselor. Okay. So right, she's not an M.D., but she is counseling people on these things, and she's spreading misinformation. Hmm. Apparently. That and so it's in. That kind of thing drives me nuts. So at least the two articles that are underneath it yeah. disagree well, with her. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's a it's the kind of thing to think about too. Like, what do you consider a professional in something? Well, and like, the, yeah. there are cases where people, you know, like uh, whatever's come up isn't there uh, isn't something that they were maybe trained in or schooled in, but you know, maybe it's something related to what they're doing, like like a counselor or something like that, and. They have cases like this, and they just go with whatever they think is best. And then we're supposed to think that uh, they're the expert on this because that's what they deal with. But are they? Yeah, well, and that's right? a good point. And here's the thing is that she may be an addiction counselor, right? Or she may be a sex, a, a sex counselor, right? She And we don't know what professional counselor could, could be a number of different things. If she, she could be a marriage counselor, but what she is not is a medical professional. No. But, and I just looked up her... Um, her information from this medical daily itself and it says that she has an MA in journalism and media communications and enjoys covering science and technical stories for medical daily oh so D Wagner are, are you looking at the author the, yeah, author, you're the author of this thing is uh, Dana Dovey okay is that who you're looking up uh the Dana Dovey is that the yeah she's not the one there's that, a, that, that's there's the one a, who wrote oh I'm I'm there's a I'm D. Wagner. There is a uh, there is a uh, doc. There's a Doctor Lamorgese, and nobody knows what that doctor's specialty is either. But that person actually, there are a few doctors being there are a few doctors being quoted here, so we might want to just figure out exactly which one we're talking about. Well, D. Wagner is the one that the, is giving the misinformation Sorry, that I'm referring to. Uh, and her link, her LinkedIn just says a dance motivational therapist, counselor, writer, uh, from University mm-hmm. of Georgia. And provided this is the right D Wagner, I mean, I guess that it's a common enough name that this may not be her. But it, but 
therapist, counselor, and writer. I think there was a and, note in the said, article well, says, about that. It says right Percy the article, is a dance therapist. So. That, yeah, That's it says like she's a board-certified dance therapist. All right. So, professional hit. counselor and board certified dance therapist. That's some weird thing to put into an article as her qualifications for for commenting on this. Yeah, that is awfully weird, isn't it? That to use her <laughs> as a reference. I guess it depends on the kind of dancing as to whether this person is an expert in masturbation. You think it might be dirty dancing? I, I, I would like to see that. <laughs> it dance. could involve a pole. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, but then I would consider her an expert, right? You know, pool, pool dancing is not necessarily stripping. <laughs> no, it's a very good form of exercise. But here, Although, you know, like I, I've seen certain arguments online about pool dancing that you know, like it shouldn't be associated with uh, with stripping and uh, and stuff like that. Um, but then I uh, I kind of thought it over and I thought to myself, well, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. That it's a it's a good exercise. It's a good thing to be able to. Uh, uh, work your way around a pole, but then it's like, well, I kind of get why it is associated with stripping because it's like a replacement <laughs> for the penis, basically. It's phallic. <laughs> uh, so I guess the the only other thing I would say about this article is that saying, you know, saying that gives it, you know, it can relieve stress or pain relief, uh, you know, giving those and, and maybe not giving as, as thorough, you know, uh, um, um, a backup for it, it probably is not as harmful. But this last one could potentially be harmful. This idea of pathway pathway to addiction, they they, they could potentially be giving harmful, um, you know, bogus advice there. And that's what that's and this is from Medical Daily, which you would expect to have been better sourced. But they covered themselves. How's that? They put a question mark on it. Oh, they did put a question. You're right. They put a question mark. Yeah. So obviously they're covered. <laughs> Oh right, of course, of course. But also, they they covered themselves with two articles down here that debunk it right off the bat. So it just seems like the article could have been maybe they could have just left that off and been better off. Mm. They could have found found like a third benefit to masturbation. I kind of feel like the last the last point is what they were actually drawing people to actually drawing people to read with the first two. But it's possible I'm incorrect. Well, if that but is if that's the case, it is a pretty uh, ham-fisted way to do it. Yeah. And the other, the other, of course, it is, is that if you're going to say something like this, it should be better sourced. And probably the whole article should be better sourced. Well, how could it be better sourced if there's not really information out there that that supports it? I think that there is. I mean, we've covered these. We've covered okay. these items before. Well, hold on. Are you saying you think that there is information that says that addiction, uh, masturbation, leads to addiction? No, it's the opposite. Okay, that was what I was saying. How can you how can you better source it if that information oh. doesn't exist? You're, you're saying okay. So I, I get where you're going with this. Okay, uh, then you've got to question the site's integrity, mm. right? If they, if they're willing to do that, just that. Although, you know, people who believe in masturbation addiction will argue with you, like, up and down. I know they will. Oh, absolutely. And, they, yeah, they, they absolutely will. You're right. So, like, it's, it's, like it's, a, it's a huge thing, and I think a, a lot of people would stand behind them on it. So it's like, you know, you can't really blame somebody for getting the impression that this is a big deal. I do, but also, and, you know— with, and, there, and there, are pe- there, as, there are a lot of people who— you might consider professionals who would back them up on this. Yeah, I, that that's true too. Yeah, but we and that but that's also one of the reasons that we keep talking about it. We we've had this we've had discussions about this so many times, right? And if it didn't keep coming mm-hmm. up, we wouldn't keep having the discussion, would we? If 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 people didn't keep pro- propagating that myth, we we wouldn't be having the discussion. And it's not in the DSM. If if it was a proper diagno- no. if it was a proper diagnosis. It, you know, we we would see it there. So so that's the I mean the the other piece of it here. It, it, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's still out there and it's not going away. So we have to keep talking against it. Somebody, somebody take that kid to the woodshed and let him understand uh, the blessings of discipline. He needs discipline. He's going to wind up in a correctional institution. The next thing you know, he's going to be doing hard time uh, in some prison. And then he would wish he wasn't such a smart, you know, uh, wise guy because he'll be disciplined in a way that he'll never forget uh, in some prison. Uh, they'll prey on some young kid like that, but he needs discipline in the worst possible way. Arizona senators suggest sterilization, sterilizing 
Poor Women. This is from MSNBC.com. Uh, so this is from Rachel Maddow. Uh, oh, well, wait. This is this was on her show, but it was written by Steve Bennon. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So tell me about it, Mad Cat. Well, he had started to discuss an old concept of sterilizing women who were poor so that the money didn't go to children or whatever. Um, so it didn't last very long, but they... Um, How about I read his uh, his statement? Oh, uh, yes, please uh, do. This yes, guy is um, uh, Pierce. He said... Uh, you put me in charge of Medicaid, the first thing I do is get Norplant, birth control implants, or tubal ligations. Then we'll test recipients for drugs and alcohol. And if you want to reproduce or use drugs or alcohol, then get a job. So we're shaming people for being poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then on top of that, <laughs> sterilize them. Okay, yep. so – Oh, yeah. And and, uh, and I've mentioned this before. It's a, this whole myth that uh, people – poor people who are on um, – uh, on support from the government, uh, the reason that they're like that, uh, most of them are on drugs or alcohol, and they're they're just like lazy, and um, they they can't do anything for themselves. Uh, they're just boozing it up or like shooting themselves up all the time, and they're like dregs you know, of society. I'm I'm drawn back to the fact that when they actually tested for drugs in welfare recipients, they found an incredibly low number actually tested for drugs. Yeah, because drugs are yeah. expensive. <laughs> but yeah. but the uh, but the guy who sponsored that drug testing did test positive for drugs at some point, if I recall correctly. Yeah, and then and then they wanted to keep the program. I, I mean, it was so expensive to keep the program, and then I thought, oh well, it's it's working. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So so this is this is the this, but this is also the same bigot who uh, who introduced the anti-immigration bill. Um, a few years back, and so he was, you know, revered by the GOP. And in fact, he was given he um, what he was given uh, a GOP chair in Arizona a- after his first year uh, of being ousted because he makes old white men feel good about being old white men. Yep, absolutely. You know what makes them good feel good about being old white men? The fact that they're not poor black women on welfare. That makes them feel real good about being white men. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this this whole or, you know I could be completely misinterpreting this whole thing. <laughs> Seems unlikely. Um, Brian, I want to I want to ask you. He's talking about Norplant, which is reversible. I know that is reversible because you yep. just you would get the implant removed. What about tubal ligation? How reversible is that? How easy to reverse is it? I don't think this is. I it depends on how they do it, right? Because can't they? There's several ways to do tubal ligation, if I'm correct. Um. Because so I think that they don't necessarily just cut, but they can tie the tubes. I, I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe I'm wrong about what tubal ligation actually means. Maybe that's a different procedure. I don't know offhand about that okay. particular procedure. Procedure. Um, I thought you might know better than me because yeah. I know you did some. I know you did some looking into. I did do some uh, looking into that, but Terry, unfortunately, Terry's not here. Terry is the one that would know. Okay. Well. Um, at least we've got a Republican, uh, in favor of birth control, huh? <laughs> I guess, I guess we have that going for us, right? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. But it, it, it you know, it's what, like, what, what he's not doing, he's not talking about enforced abstinence because I think they can uh-huh. give him a prescription for abstinence, can't they? That's the most effective thing. Okay. Can okay. you give him a prescription so, for abstinence? Tubal, tubal ligation <laughs> offers a re- enforced abstinence. So, so chastity belts for all women on uh, on government assistance. Okay, so this is having your tubes tied, so it is reversible. Okay, well, you know, actually, I really like dumbass's idea now because that that uh, that gets the workers who make chastity belts back in and and brings brings that industry back to America. <laughs> <laughs> a different kind of threat can come from inside the church to children who question Westboro Baptist's gospel of hate. Bo Drain is towing the line right now, but his parents warn he'll have little tolerance if that changes. What if he grows up and doesn't agree with everything anymore? Then I'll have to say goodbye, Boaz. And what do you he- goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye what? Goodbye, like, see you later. That's the Lord. You would be okay with that? You'd be okay with casting out your own? You don't have to cast them out. They'll go away of their own accord. I already had one leave. I got a 24-year-old daughter. She's gone. 
He's talking about Lauren. After questioning Westboro's hateful message, she says her parents had no trouble voting along with other Westboro members to kick her out of the church. I um, saw some hypocrisies and I mentioned them and they hated it. You and spoke out? Absolutely. You're not supposed to speak out. No, I didn't, you're not supposed to speak out. You're not supposed to question anything. Lauren's fate is a strong lesson for other children of the church. As for her parents, they say they have no regrets. You don't miss her? You don't miss your daughter? No. Well, why would I miss her? Because she's your daughter. Hardly. You don't miss your she daughter She chose a life that is contrary to the scriptures. She chose that life. So that's the Lord. So let, let's move on to, the, to a TED Talk from Megan Phelps Roper. Now, you guys, you remember who Megan Phelps Roper is? They, well, we were just talking. About, well, yeah. 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 So she's the daughter of uh, Shirley Phelps Roper from the Westboro Baptist Church. Um, Shirley is the, is the daughter of, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, zombie Fred Phelps? Of, of Fred Phelps Roper. Or Fred uh, Phelps. Zombie Roper. Fred Phelps Roper. Yeah. Zombie. No, no Roper. He's just Fred oh. Phelps. Zombie Fred Phelps. Right. So she, um, she and her sister Grace left the Westboro Baptist Church, I think in 2003. I guess it, I guess it's not terribly surprising um, because we've because we've because you know Nate Phelps has left um, Zach Phelps Roper has left there's been there's been quite a few of them and then the, and then that they've they've uh, kicked some others out that that you know that they questioned and so so they told them to hit the road so it, so we have seen you know a few of them leave I mean I, I guess it's it's only a handful but when you consider there's only eight people in the church. Um, you know, when five of them leaves, that's, you know, that's a pretty good number. And also you, you got to think that that's, that's kind of, if you're the parent of one of these, you got to be concerned that your children, you know, could be next, I suppose. Um, so, but what is really cool how this happened. Um, and the, you know, it, the, her story flies in the face of the anecdote that you can't reason somebody out of a position that they were never reasoned into. Yeah, a lot of the time, uh, us skeptics like think that we can we we don't put enough effort into civil discourse, and we there's a study that came out saying the more you argue your point or like even just acknowledging the points, uh, cause people to uh, reinforce their beliefs. So, but I think that's kind of short sighted because that maybe temporarily it does, but you know, actually engaging these people in a polite and civil way. And doing it uh, uh, on a regular basis can cause them to have doubts that uh, you know it won't it won't happen right away. And obviously, there's frustration of just not getting the point through to somebody you're talking to. Just being exposed to those kinds of arguments on a regular basis can you know make a person come around, and and it can happen, uh, and it'll happen over time. Not in a few arguments, or might e- it might even take years. So I, I think that this is a really good representation of exactly what you're saying. So Megan Phelps got on Twitter, and she says at first she was she was greeted with the with the same kind of hostility that you know she saw when she was out you know on the protest lines you know coming out and that and that kind of just reinforced for her that these people were rabid mad dogs you know right well but, at at this point pretty much anybody named Phelps who goes on Twitter is going to get a bad reception. Yeah, exactly. Which really surprised yeah. Michael Phelps quite a bit. Because <laughs> oh. he's not even a member of the Yeah, West he's not even a member. Here. No, but so what, she, what happened here is that she gets on Twitter, and like you say, at first, you know, she she's met with the same victory all that, you know, that she's always met with. But she says slowly the conversation starts to change. People start contacting her, and they start to have reasoned discussions with her. And these reasoned discussions, the people going back, arguing but doing it cordially finally get her to the point where she starts to um question some of the things that she's always been brought up and question the hate um that they've always um propagated and she starts to wonder if if their position is um is logical the message of love with 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 the message of hate if it actually makes sense together in the ted talk she's talking about this uh this jew david the westboro baptists have been particularly harsh to um to Jews, you know, the God hates Jews is, is pretty common that that we hear out of them. So 
he but he so he starts to um to in to interact with her and actually comes out to one of her protests and I, I thought it was so funny he she says he brings her um a, a, a Middle Eastern dessert a Middle Eastern dessert and she brings him some um kosher chocolates and and a sign that says God hates Jews <laughs> <laughs> oh that's sweet. <laughs> Right, so she's so, but she, as she's going through and talking about this, and you really need to listen to her say it. She's talking about how how people are having these arguments with her reasoned arguments, kind of her reasoned her out of her position. Right, it it did exactly what the anecdote says can't happen, and and actually at the end of this, um, she reveals that that her husband is this guy David, that you know that she's been corresponding with. So, so it ends up being an extremely touching story in the end. Um, nice, yeah, and and it's you know it, it's kind of it you know it kind of is a feel good story. And now she's out you know talking about the Westboro Baptist Church. She did the TED Talk. She's done a couple a couple of other things. And in, in fact, the, I I watched an interview with her and her husband um, where they were talking to a crowd. And so that that's pretty interesting. So she so she's out. She's talking. Um, I have we haven't heard anything from her sister Grace. Her sister Grace have ju- has has left the church, and she may not want to be in the media spotlight. But the other thing, the way that she opens up, talking about how she was a five year old girl on the picket line carrying a sign that that said, you know, something that she didn't even understand that she couldn't even yeah she read could yet. not read the sign right she couldn't read the sign, <laughs> and and that's pure indoctrination. And I think that when people are indoctrinated like this without really thinking about it, that maybe maybe it is even easier to reason them out of their point because they haven't thought about it yet. So if you encourage them to do it, maybe it's easier to reason somebody out of a point that they haven't um, reasoned themselves into because it, because you have the opportunity to get them thinking about it as opposed to what uh, um, what dumbass was saying that you're just reiterating your, your points, you know, in and not thinking about them. So I, yeah, because I, I, so, what they have yeah. learned has been learned from being told this is what is and not even considering you don't think of anything else but what you're being told because who you're being told by your parents and the religious people who you're supposed to listen to say it's the way it is. But that's all. And it takes time to reason somebody out of a position like that. Exactly. This exactly. did not happen overnight. It was people that, that took the time <clears throat> to converse with her. And to be fair, she took the time to converse with them back, right? In in, a, in in a more civil manner than what we see in their protests, right? It had to happen on both sides. It wasn't it wasn't one or the other, right? Um, you know, but when she was contacted civilly, she she was inclined to respond civilly, and that's and that's what happened here. So it makes so much sense that especially when when people disagree on something, to have a civil conversation about it. Yes. And if you don't ask questions of each other and try to understand the other side, there's no way of getting to a middle point where you can actually come to terms with one or the other of whatever you're trying to come to come to terms with. Because you're never going to be able to understand if you're not asking questions and discussing, listening and speaking, but listening as not to defend yourself and... Speaking as not to offend the other person, right? And the the other thing that we are seeing with the, with the Westboro <coughs> Baptist is that more more and more young people are leaving. Right? At first, it was Nate Phelps, and then it was um, another Phelps. But particularly, I, I know I know that you know um, the the drains. <laughs> the second started... Phelps is so is so hurt right now. Nobody remembers my name. It's it's yeah. the Phelps. They're the troublemakers. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're there is the there is, a, there is another brother that left, isn't there? It's Nate Phelps and and another brother. Well, well, you're also forgetting the fact that Fred Phelps left. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> no, not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but here's the thing. He he was he was kicked out of his own church in the end. There. Well, okay. I don't know exactly what happened. If you if you if you listen to to Zach Phelps Roper, he says that um that he that his father had a change of heart in the end but of course he was he was kicked out and he only got to see his grandfather once before they stopped letting the other kids that had left the church come and see him so i, I don't know i don't know how to take that but we know that that it, that he was removed from the board and at that point it, you know the the other you know some other members took over 
and they um and they booted um Shirley as as being a frontline spokesperson. We haven't heard from Shirley in years, and I got to tell you, that's very disappointing to me because she's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, what a great punching bag, which is totally contrary to everything I just said. <laughs> but I mean, in some in some ways, it it was great to have them coming out and saying these things. But they've kind of retreated. We we don't hear from them as much anymore. That they've kind of they've kind of become quiet. And uh, in some ways, I, I it's unfortunate because they are good sensational stories. Um, but I wonder if it's also this public content contact that they feel might have caused some of these um, young people to leave you got to wonder what's going on there the other one uh, who, whose name i can't uh, isn't coming to me her last name is drain um she's one of the drains from the westboro baptist church and she was actually kicked out by her family her family told her to leave and so wow. she and so she actually had to leave let's see if i can spell but and i don't know if you guys have I think watched her it. first name is floor uh lorraine drain lorraine drain lauren Lauren Drain. Yeah, Lauren Drain. Not Floor? No. And her you know, her dad, Stephen Drain, is um he is one of the, the focuses of is it Louis Throw Throw Throw? Um his documentary, um uh, the US's most hated family, and there's a part one and part two to that. Um no. and so that's a pretty good documentary and, and he inter- he does he spends a lot of time with um uh Megan and Grace in that documentary. Uh in particular, talking about them and their story, because the the at that time they were they were very uh, willing to speak out. He just did um he just did another he just did another documentary um, called um uh, what is it My Life in Scientology or something like that. So he did a Scientology one. Would and somebody asked him. He says which which was more difficult. And he says you know talking talking to the Westboro Baptist was not difficult at all because they wanted to have a conversation. He says actually doing a documentary on Scientology was much more difficult because they because they don't want it. They don't want to talk to the to the public. So that was pretty interesting. That just the just the the, the contrast between the two cults. So anyway, well, so I, I really recommend her TED Talk. And but to, for me, it, it it really points out the importance. Of conversing and not just throwing up your hands and saying you can't reason somebody out of a position they haven't reasoned into because yes you can and but you can't do it in one conversation you got to be willing to continually have the conversation you know if you, if you really want to help people yeah mm-hmm. and the thing is that is kind of frustrating so it, um, I found that uh, I get uh, uh, really stressed out over having a lot of arguments online a lot of the time and I've kind of backed off doing that a lot but I think it's a good thing for people to actually challenge other people with arguments online but you have to do it civilly name calling is not having a discussion exactly yes anyway yes it is you jerk <laughs> okay Cody. and now let's talk about some jackassery <laughs> yay jackass. well I guess I guess uh Oh no! No, I'm sorry. We the Jack Assery was the senator from Arizona. This is what the fuck, <laughs> uh, which is oftentimes still Jack Assery. That is true. So let's talk That's about this United much. Flight. I think it's an interesting social social um, social awareness program actually that we're seeing here. So why why don't you tell us what happened, Mad Cat? Well, what had happened was that uh, United was <clears throat> one of their uh, flights was getting ready to go. And they realized that they had four or five um, people who had to go to where they where they were flying to. Uh, it was going to be another couple of um, another couple of pilots. And uh, this was a this was crew. a crew for an airplane that needed to get on this airplane to get to another flight, or it would get canceled. Correct. Okay. So they had asked people if they would uh, asked the amount of people for for them to uh, to surrender their seats and in the meantime they didn't get anyone to stick to uh allowing that and they offered for the people to be able to go on another flight but it would be the next day this well, one they, gen- offered, they offered a cash incentive too they always, uh, they always do yeah 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 and this gentleman and his wife had said they would go off the plane but then they uh, apparently, it wasn't made. It, it wasn't made. It wasn't made clear to them at first that uh, the later plane was going to be the next day, right? That is correct. And with right. it being the next day, they couldn't go because the husband was a doctor, 
and he had to be there the next day for his clients. So he said, no, he couldn't go. And a person walked up to him and said that uh, he had to go. And he said, no, I, I'm a doctor. I have to be there for my clients. I can't leave this flight. And then a couple of officers came on the plane and took him bodily out. They said, first they said, you have to go. And he said, no. And they just pulled him out, had these couple of ladies moved back and pulled him out of the seat, bashed his head on the, um, on the seat rest, armrest, and pulled him out of the plane. Okay, pause for a second. Okay. Intentionally bashed his head, or was it just kind of an incidental thing? I am not sure. All I when you look at the video, I think it was just because he he was he was not going willingly, and they were manhandling him. And so I don't <laughs> think that mad. they I don't think they bashed him on purpose. I think it just happened, right? I don't that think that is quite yeah. possible. Yes. But so just to qu- clarify a couple of points. Initially, he they did agree. Right. Yes. And then when they found out that it was the next day, they retracted. Yes. And at that point, the airline said, well, you agreed already. They said you have to go. That's so, all there was to it. So I get I mean, this is a difficult question, but do, do they have the right to say that when they already said that they would? Apparently, they are supposed to be able to take people out even if they do not say uh, because as part of the um, – the negotiation when you get your ticket that if they need to have you go off the plane for another person to take that spot, if it's the air, you know, another pilot or something, that you have to leave your seat. Yeah, there's supposed yeah. to be some fine print there. So there, there, and there is, <laughs> if you've ever read the fine print, and I spent, I was waiting in line one time, and so, um, and I was waiting for uh, uh, Frontier, you know, the, one of the worst airlines. Mm-hmm. Worse than United. Sorry, you know you may if you if you're if you're taking Frontier instead of United, you're 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 still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I and I read a lot of the fine print, and it's horrifying what you what you're agreeing to. Actually, I mean, and and you don't have a choice. But so oh. my my experience with this is the is typically the way that they do this. Is, is it's done by seniority, number one. So if you're a business class flyer, you're never going to be asked to give up your seat. The people that are going to end up being asked or forced to give up their seat are people who don't fly on a regular basis and have no status, number one. And and then what they'll do is they'll look at check-in times and the, and the, and they'll kind of work backwards from there is typically I think how this is done in my experience that's how they, how this has been done and so the, so their selection process has 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 more to do with seniority than um, than anything else it's hard to say exactly what happened but there's another issue here is that they're overbooking these flights and they ended up in an emergency and at the expense of their patrons. You know, they, mm-hmm. they were trying to take care of their emergency. And it's like, and, and they seem to miss the whole um, uh, definition of the word volunteer. And, uh, and oddly enough, after this happened, the um, Google or searches for the word volunteer spiked by 1900%, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Thing is, too, is that it has been for a long while, people have been complaining on the internet about United being rather brash and very aggressive they're a terrible airline. Stance. i mean the, the the yeah they here's the thing but the part that is most interesting to me is not that this happened because i think it's probably happened many times before these mm-hmm. kinds of incidents it is the fact that everybody has a camera on their phone and you can't get away with it the way you used to because now when nope. you do it somebody's going to take a video and post it online so yep. so so now it's not only so now when you act badly the chance that somebody uh, that people are uh, multiple people, millions of people are going to find out about it, it becomes astro. You know, I mean, the, the, it, it goes way up. You you can't do this unless you're prepared for the bad publicity anymore, right? Where they used to be able to get away with this shit. Well, they're also not very good at their uh, public working with the public on trying to fix issues because, of course, they tried to say that he was 
that the man was a druggie and all this other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, they, they bring all this stuff. about him and everything. Exactly. So they bring all this up after the fact, which has nothing to do with the, with him getting pulled off the plane. So, yeah, I mean, nope. they, they were, they're awful. And the, and the CEO's, you know, um, non-apology is awful. Yeah. You know, and I they've mean, always done that kind of stuff with United, or they've done it for quite a while. I think a lot of people, however, uh, very much look at United because of the original, uh, because of the United Breaks Guitars, which was a few years ago. And they know that United has done some things, so they're watching them very carefully, too, for being able to say things. Hmm. That is a possibility. I used to work with some United pilots regarding calling cards that they would use. The United pilots, the, the corporate culture of United seems to be a, it, it seems to be a very, very arrogant corporate culture. <clears throat> yes. I think you could say that and, about a lot of corporate cultures, though. They're probably not the only one. No, I'm sure they're not. No. Well, in the case of the breaking the guitar uh, with that one, it took over two years and they would not do anything for the gentleman they broke the guitar with. And he said, Hey, I've, I'm a musician. I can go on the internet and do stuff here. And they just laughed at him. So he did. And <laughs> it went viral so fast. It was ridiculous. Exactly. So, I mean, so it, it gives, it gives people that have, um, have been damaged uh, a much bigger platform. Exactly. Yeah, but it can also give people that have small grapes too big a platform. It, that it can, is true you know, as well. So you got to look at each incident individually. But this one, I mean, the video's up. It's pretty clear. And then, and then you know, United not really stepping up and, and making it right is also apparent. So Right. Their, their, um, their ability to make situations correct is very minimal. They do have a tendency of trying to lie their way out of things, or at least that's what I've seen from these couple of situations here and what others have spoken about online. So it, it's a lot of different things with it. No, but the article makes a big deal about um, him not being white, too. <laughs> True, it does. There, there are quite a few different articles, uh, one saying that he was afraid for his life and he had come out of some situation at some point where he had to escape uh, some area. Saigon? Anyway, he tried to, he escaped, he got on the boat, and they left. Uh, so he said that it was scarier than that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and uh, I don't know that if his ethnicity played into this. I don't think it's necessary. I think that, you, you know, United act like a bunch of shits, and I don't, and I don't, in this case, see that 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 um, I I've seen nothing from United that that indicates that it had anything to do with his ethnicity. So mm. I, I just I I don't know that it's necessary. I mean, they acted like shit. I don't know either. And I and I and I suspect it could have been anybody. You know that 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 they that they were just manhandling people. And I'll bet that they have. I'll bet the guy with the guitar. Well, I mean, he was probably was he white? He was a white guy. Yeah. So yep. so I don't I don't know that that's they a, that they that's care. That's a link to the actual song. I mean, anybody, everybody's beneath them. When you fly for them, you know, you're, everybody is, you know. So. It is really cool that everybody has a, a, a camera with them. These yeah. Days. Remember how cool we thought that would be when we were young to, to have a camera that you could do stuff, a no. video camera, filming no, stuff all over the place. No, I knew where my it brother was... would put all my pictures. <laughs> he was the type who'd just whip open the bathroom door, break it open, and take a picture <laughs> oh, of you geez. on the planet. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... Um, like relating is to stuff that we usually talk about. Uh, has it seemed to you guys that uh, with the with more and more um, high definition uh, cameras on phones these days that uh, you get less blurry videos of Bigfoot or whatever? No, they still have not. Where is Bigfoot? Damn it! Bigfoot is naturally blurry. <laughs> he is. Come on, guys, <laughs> get with the program. They have the uh, sea witches sing song so songs for them so that they seem blurry you know usually the videos i see of paranormal stuff these days it, it used to be like like you you had like poor quality video cameras and everything was blurry when you see them nowadays they uh most of them seem to be just uh uh, com uh computer enhanced stuff just uh the the hoaxes are 
uh, stuff that was uh, put in in post-production. Oh, I've seen some pretty good hoaxes that were done with uh, Daz 3D. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so we still don't have Bigfoot. And and, no. and, and you would think that if Bigfoot existed, everybody's got a camera on their phone now. Where 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 is actual video? You never get the picture when you yeah. when you really think you're going to get the picture. It's always exactly when you take the take the camera away. You know, little otter's going to jump up and go down the slide exactly when you put the camera away. When you take the camera out, the otters are nice and quiet and not doing anything. <laughs> Maybe the camera activates the vortex, and that's why Bigfoot is still blurry. Exactly, that's got to be it. It is that uh, that paranormal vortex that yeah. makes them realize oh there's something here that can actually prove that i'm here oh no well we and know that we know that the bigfoots in in, in the colorado <laughs> springs area use vortexes to travel we know this isn't, isn't colorado where exactly the wolves are now too the wolves that canada sent down uh and are being killed off no wait that's yellowhead yellowstone yellowstone yeah yeah that you know, that's a different story in and of itself that, that actually would yes. be worth covering because what the wolves have done to Yellowstone is actually a pretty awesome thing. You know, they've actually done they've actually brought wildlife back to Yellowstone and and, and they're now killing them off again. Yeah, exactly. It's awful. So anyway, that's it. That's for a different for a different time. <laughs> that's uh, for a different day. <laughs> so um is Disney gay? What what is all this stuff here at the bottom? <laughs> I don't think Disney is gay. In fact, I think that Disney would go on a complete and utter hairy, fanatical fit about everything that's going on at this point of time. Uh, <laughs> We're talking about Walt Disney now, huh? <laughs> We're talking about the Walt Walt Disney. Yeah, yeah, if he were alive, he'd be going on a fit. Walter. Walter. Yep. <laughs> All right. Which one? Of yeah. the, which ones of these are we going to cover here? Because Ian's not here. So, do we start with uh, Disney first? Executive gay moment, or do we start Beauty with the... And Beast, isn't that done by Disney anyway, The even the 3D one? Yeah, it is. It's Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's basically the same thing, because the first exclusive gay moment is specifically based upon the Beauty and the Beast 3D, the uh, new movie that has okay. come out. It's not an exclusive gay moment. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> My husband's helping. <laughs> <laughs> if he, hey, listen, if he's got something to say, put him on. Okay, one second. Did you want to speak to them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a well, coward. I coward. What he's talking about, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> coward. Howard. No, coward. No, no, no. Coward. coward. He's a coward. <laughs> You're a coward, they're saying, huh? <laughs> I think he stuck out his tongue. I'm not sure. Oh. Oh well, we don't. We wouldn't want to interfere with that. <laughs> you have the wife on the on the phone, so on the Skype, so he has to make dinner. <laughs> so this article so, over here so, on the sidebar about gays using microwave ovens to irradiate oh, food. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that microwave or microwave ovens? So the character, uh, the food. The food. Um, after a dance routine ends it by kissing another male character. That's the whole scene, right? I believe that. I believe that's the uh, the only thing about it. Yeah, that's what happens, and so that's that the only thing—just a brief kiss. I haven't seen it, but uh, my understanding is it was just one brief kiss. They're French. They do that. It's on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I think this was more than a kiss on the cheek. Well, I, I believe a kiss on the cheek may be quite continental. It is. That that's the gay but, moment that we're talking about. But diamonds are a girl's best friend. That that's it. A peck that's on the like, cheek. So, yeah. so like after this happened, obviously, uh, twenty-seven men contracted uh, homosexuality. Um, yep. The, uh, this site is a this is a spoof site, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Are, are are you sure? I, I thought it was real. I'm fairly sure. <laughs> Usher's Liberal affected theaters report. <laughs> Towards the ending credits, chaos erupted as several married men were secretly reaching over seat backs and popcorn buckets to jostle other fathers in the audience. Okay, I think that was definitely... <laughs> <laughs> the other one I got was from MSN, though. Uh, the one I got was from MSN. <laughs> yeah, we know that 27 gay after after that is... is yeah, that that, that is definitely a... Uh, 
Um, that is definitely a hoax deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yes. But uh, yeah, they do have. Are you sure? I believe it. Uh, <laughs> information hey. saying that that was the Are... first exclusive gay moment in in the movies. Sociologists speculate that the three D displays of a supple, portly man sashaying in silken lederhosen while vying for the affection of an older French brood of a man named Gaston may have awakened some primal or prehistoric portion of the male brain that can be bent towards seeking homosexual pleasures and desire. Wait, who did you wait, who did you say it was? <laughs> Who's the character? Lefaux uh, the- is the one who is gay. Gaston is the one he is No 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 that's Elder Price. But, uh, Gaston? Yeah, no, the other one. That's Elder Price. Elder Who Price. is Elder Price? For, from the Book of Mormon, he played the on on Broadway. That's that's no. right, isn't it? Elder Price. I wouldn't know. In no. the show, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, in the Book in of Mormon. The show, I just know. <laughs> he, he he's he's one of the elders from the Book of Mormon. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying that's confirmation? Yeah, I'm just saying that you know the price is right. The price is. <laughs> oh, but, uh, <laughs> okay. I thought I think it's elder. It's one of the elders. I thought but it was this ad on the side here, it says that I can find my Mexican lady and to start now. Oh, well. And, and I know she's Mexican because she's because lying. Because they want to come to Canada now instead of the U.S. So why do you get what? Wait, I, why? I know that she's Mexican because she's lying on a, on a bed of jalapeno peppers. <laughs> oh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying, Brian? <laughs> I, I was going to say, why do you got to cross two borders? I mean, yeah. You can't just cross one one border and find somebody good enough for you. You got to cross two borders. I guess that's what she wants to do. <laughs> uh, you know, if they're asking Canadians. All right, all right, all right. So, so, Madcat, tell me about your story here. What, 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 what's the big deal here? It sounds like a peck on the cheek to me. It's basically what it sounded like to and, me. But and, they were bouncing around. I noticed the um, the bit about the first exclusively gay moment after reading the confirmed 27 men contracting homosexuality. So I put that one in there and also just mentioned that not only have they had the first exclusively gay moment, but before that they had an exclusively um, female gay moment on the movie, uh, TV show, Disney movies, Disney movie, Disney TV show, has their first LGBT. Oh yeah, what 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 show was Once that? Upon a time. Once upon a time, Had and that was oh, you no. know as far as where it was as far as it being LGBT. Yeah, it was it was Dorothy from Oz, but it was also it was also a true love's kiss, which is really yeah. important in the show. Yeah, because true love's kiss can break any enchantment. So it was Ruby who is actually uh, Red Riding Hood. Uh, she's a werewolf. And she kisses Dorothy at the end of that one. Dermic and I watched that show. There, there was another one that um, that they did this. Somebody had two moms on 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 um, on one of the Disney Channel shows, um, and they did oh, it. Oh, there's a show about the. Yeah, they did it in the last in the last season of the show. You know that 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 they they did that, and we covered that too. They were up in arms, you know. So Disney has kind of slowly been pushing this stuff, you know, here and there, yeah. and. Um, they they've been pushing the envelope that Walt Disney would not like them to do. <laughs> yep, <laughs> would not have liked because he was a he was a very dapper man with a trim little mustache. Mm-hmm. And he did an awful lot of stuff. <laughs> well, he was a product of his time. Well, he was a product of happen happenstance, basically. So here, what's what's the controversy here? Why why is this a story? <laughs> it's only a story because people freak out about it. And, and what are people well, saying? Well, I, I guess you know, like the Disney Corporation is uh, seen by a lot of people as wholesome and family oriented, and a lot of <laughs> people do associate that with uh, not being controversial. Or, uh, okay. or or getting into any kind of sexuality issues. Well, it's Disney, also because Disney owns ABC Television. Yes, ABC Television has Modern Family on it, mm-hmm. which features a a gay couple, a very happily married gay couple, which means that they fight like any straight couple do, and yep. uh, they have an adopted Vietnamese daughter. Yep. So. Yeah, it's, some that, people that ground look, has been broken. It has been broken, but some people still looking at 
direct Disney programs themselves, not thinking about the factor that Disney does own anything else. They look at it and get upset because it says Disney uh, right on it. But it's starting to change. It's And that's a good thing. That's Well, how much of Disney's staff is probably gay? I have no clue. But people, yeah. it takes a long time for people to learn that their view of the world is not the only view. Well, and, I think it goes to show uh, how public opinion is really changing these days, too, and how much more accepted uh, homosexuality has become that Disney, a, a really an, an old, respected, and family-oriented uh, company, is coming out and making these uh, steps. I mean, they're not a pioneer in advocating uh, gay stuff, uh, but I think you know it shows that society has got to the point where we can start to accept this kind of thing coming out of a company like Disney. I actually think that Disney is uh, a company that is actually actively striving to drive it. They're not following yes. the wave, but they're actually driving it. They are working on that very much so. And that's why they're coming out with these kind of uh, open uh, situations is to, you know, kind of wean people off of uh, their previous thoughts and wean them into thinking more openly but they but they wouldn't have done this like uh even like 10 years ago no they would not have it was a big no-no even 10 10 15 years ago but it's becoming a lot more acknowledged that there are gay people there are people who are uh who have transition transitioned they're starting to they're here. Yeah, they're queer. Make... Let LeFou kiss a guy. But, okay, so um, and I and I misspoke. I, I'm sorry. That it, that it was Elder Cutting, Cunningham, and it was uh, the actor is Josh Gad. Price was not right. Yeah, exactly. Price oh, was not right. Damn. Cutting, cutting, Cunningham. So here's 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 the whole thing. Is I I I think that I didn't really hear this being made that much of a deal of. Right. I think that there's a small no. minority of people that that are up in arms about this, but I think. Even I think that we've we've heard bigger outrage in the past about this stuff. Yes, and, I, and as so you I, notice, as you said, bigger things, bigger outrage in the past, which means it's starting to get to people if they're not being so outraged. Exactly, and that that's that's kind of I think that that should be the whole story here is that there was less outrage this time. <laughs> At least it, it seems like there was more. There, there was more outrage from certain groups over a black person in the in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, we got that oh, too. I and, that. and also, the, well, Star um, Wars is only for white males. Also, it seems like the only was, black people who are allowed I'm in there have to, to betray like Han Solo. Oh. <laughs> you know what, Mac? He, I like what I like, and if, anyone, if someone doesn't like it, that's too bad to them. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you know what, Mac? He what? didn't shoot first. No, that guy didn't, but <laughs> Han Solo certainly did. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I, so are, I don't know. We moving, are we ready to move on here? Yeah, tell me about about the about gluten free okay. wafers. <laughs> so in the pre show, you and you and dumbass were arguing about the existence of Jesus. Oh, we are. Um, <laughs> you know, Brian, you don't believe there was a historical Jesus at all. I didn't say dumbass. That. You think that there? You think that there was? You think that there's adequate um, adequate stories to believe that there probably was? But what, whether you're right or whether you're wrong on this. <clears throat> The bottom line is that Jesus is bad for you. <laughs> okay, you got because my attention. He's not gluten free. Oh, this is awful. What do you mean? Well, basically, the <laughs> the Vatican <laughs> the Vatican does not believe that a host can be consecrated if it's not made with wheat. It's, actually, I thought it was supposed to be flesh. What is this wheat thing about? Well, if you consecrate, I mean, it is the body of Christ. I mean the the wafers literally turn it turn into the body of Christ in your in your mouth, right? So I what mean, does it matter what they're so made like, of? So so but the bottom line doesn't is, matter. The gluten is going to change into the body of Jesus. So you're so saying change into the gluten body of Jesus, though? But this is gluten free. It still would be. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I just found it a little bit interesting that there are gluten free host wafers, but the Vatican found them unacceptable because they they do not believe it can be consecrated. Um, the Conference of Catholic Bishops said that it is impossible to consecrate a host made of something other than wheat and water. That that 
it's 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 so unbelievably shocking that that I that makes me wonder if health.com is a is a satire site because because this whole thing is so fucking stupid number one your made-up transfix transubstantiation is going to be adversely affected by the lack of gluten it's not it's not made up transubstantiation it's ritualized symbolic cannibalism (laughs) (laughs) okay okay so you're you're ritualized (laughs) oh i'm sorry okay okay let me re-speak your ritualized symbolic cannibalism is going to be adversely affect by the by the lack of gluten in your cracker it doesn't say anything about whether it's kosher either it doesn't matter if it's kosher. We're not talking about Jews. We're talking about Catholics. Well, Catholics uh, t- actually, Jews. technically, technically, if it is, if it is, if it is the body of Christ, it is a Jew. Oh, so you're saying it's a, then? So then, it, so do you start out with a kosher wafer, or is it kosher just by the fact of transubstantiation? I, it's, I don't know. I'm not an expert in these things. No, I'm you just... you better tell me right now because I'm I'm about to just hang myself. <laughs> I'll give you 30 pieces of silver not to <laughs> 30 p- okay I'll take it <laughs> okay uh, it, this is this is absolutely utterly ridiculous and, and and the fact that it's on health.com what the fuck what, it, what the hell is health.com are you sure it's not a satire site I mean For natural sure. news is this should have been on a natural news site. What is it doing here? It's making you incensed. <laughs> Which is a, it's a, truthfully the whole purpose is to <laughs> is to is to get you riled. Oh, well, and it's working. It's, it's working work. beautifully. Oh. You know, you've 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 actually offered to take uh, you've offered to take Judas's way out. And, uh, <laughs> you've accepted my offer of thirty pieces of silver not to, and I'm happy about that. <laughs> I, I find it interesting, though, that you chose that particular method of suicide, considering the subject matter. Well, I, I did it on purpose. Okay. Yes. Then you, not so interesting. You, you absolutely caught the reference. So. <laughs> I, I don't know. This actually references back to I've got a I've got a family member who's who's very strongly gluten free, um, to the point where she'll she'll gluten free you to. To caring a lot less, and uh, I expressed concern. I asked her if she took communion, and yeah, I expressed concern that I'm not sure if Jesus is gluten free. She didn't take communion, <laughs> so it got me interested in looking to see what whether there was actually anything out there about this. And yes, yes, there was. There is. Wow, I have I have a retort. Okay, are you ready? Is the is the tort is the tort gluten free? It is gluten free. It's a gluten free retort. Okay. Okay. Yes, here we go. Well, first you've got to tort before you retort. I have a pen. I have an apple. Uh, apple pen. I have a pen. I have pineapple. Uh, pineapple pen. I think chicken attack is better. Pull up chicken attack. That's better. <laughs> because I control all nature, but chickens are best. There's my retort. Cow and chicken is more wonderful for messing up your brain. You've never seen that? No. Cow and chicken? Cow and chicken. Look look up on YouTube. Cow and chicken theme song. <laughs> it is jet it it breaks your brain. Okay. See, all right. I Cow used to try and- I used to try to watch TV, and every time that came on, I'd just sit there and completely Wait, be... there is... Okay, we just want the theme song. Cow and Chicken theme song. Yes. Yes. That's that's it. Just the theme song, the very first. Okay, here we go. We get 30 seconds of it. Okay. Mama had a chicken. Mama had a cow. Dad was proud. He didn't care how. Uh-huh. <laughs>
Wow. Man, that seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> wow, is it? You know, every uh. time I'd accidentally see that, you'd just sit there going, uh, where's the button? Oh, man. All right. Well, if, if there's nothing else, I think that's where we end it right there. Yeah, Sounds good to me. I have a wafer. I have some gluten. <laughs> Say goodnight, everybody. Wafer gluten. Night, everybody. Night, everybody. That is another one of the gluten free camp. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at MySpace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.